You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Well, hello, and thank you for listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Uh, this is going to be episode 56. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. Um, there's a lot of stuff to go over because we haven't recorded in about two weeks. Um, got some honorable mention stuff before we get into the meat of our show. Um, let's see. So, for the first item, uh, there was uh, an announcement for uh, the Tick live action show, which looks pretty good. Um, I mean, we we watched the original live action series back in the day. Womp, the cartoon's the best. (laughs) Well, the cartoon was awesome. Um, I thought the live action one was pretty cool. Cartoon's Um, the best. (laughs) Yes, tell us how you really feel. I thought, I don't know, like, you know, Putty, the guy from fucking Seinfeld was, like, the tick. I thought he was a pretty good fit, but anyways, no. they're going to come out um, with the new live-action tick um, that's going to be exclusively to, uh, um, it's going to be an Amazon Amazon Prime show, and it's going to be exclusive to Amazon Prime members. Um, the release date for the show is August 25th, Yay. and, um, I mean, if you were to go to YouTube, you can, uh, Check out the you know little trailer for the television show, which we'll probably share to the um, Facebook page, which you is like Facebook.com/slash that conversationalist. What? The tick better say spoon and not mess it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, with the we were at the um, Comic Con, they had changed up some quotes. Huh? I mean, well, I guess we'll get back. We'll get into that when we talk about Comic Con. So anyways, August 25th is the release date for that. Um, let's see. Moving on to the next show that has an announced date. Um, let's see. I think it was Stranger Things. It was. Uh, Stranger Things 2 has a release date of October 27th. So for those of us who are eagerly anticipating season two, that is going to be coming October 27th on Netflix. That makes sense since they said it was coming out on Halloween, so. Yeah. I mean, and if, if you haven't seen Stranger Things. Or, what rock are you living under? Yeah, don't know what it's about. I mean, basically it's like a super 80s themed television show that I, I think is like similar to like Goonies, which I mean, Goonies was an awesome movie. And I think <laughs> this is kind of like that. Um, to a certain extent, but if you haven't seen it and you have Netflix, definitely check it out because, yeah, like Amanda said, you'd be living under a rock, I guess, if you haven't seen it. Um, That's right. But anyways, if you haven't, catch up because October will be here before you know it. Mm-hmm. So there is um, another item. Uh, this was announced at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, but it's probably not going to take up a huge chunk of our coverage of San Diego's Comic-Con, which will be coming up in one of our um, next podcasts. And basically... That is DC announcing that they are going to do a two-part original movie that's going to focus on the death of Superman. So, I mean, most people know that it was, like, back in 92 when they did the Death of Superman comic book. So, um, what they're going to do is they're kind of going to revisit that, and they're going to tell the story in a two-part animated movie that's going to go into just, like, greater detail of like what the comic covered and i mean the comic was you know pretty long uh you know like a pretty long thicker comic you know it was like a special edition 
Somebody's got the hiccups. Jesus Christ. Again. <laughs> God damn. She's all like excited, like you know, for the Superman, uh, Death of Superman, uh, two part animated series coming out, and like she's like getting hiccups and hives and shit. It's cracking her face right now. She's so excited. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just give me this like deathly fucking stare. Um, but I mean, I'm pretty excited for the, um, the animated series coming out. I mean, the thing is, is, I thought the comic was like great to begin with, but um, them doing a two part animated, you know, movie series that's like extended and goes into greater detail of the Death of Superman, I think, is pretty fucking awesome. So, with that being said, neat. I just, uh, you know, I don't know how soon that timeline is, but that was announced. Um, let's see. Now, this is kind of like going, like, I mean, it's kind of in the entertainment realm, but it's, I mean, more political, but um, this story um, comes from Unilad, and I mean, it's it's commonly known um, at this point, but The Rock is officially announced, or The Rock is officially filed for um, the 2020 presidential campaign. Basically, like, he's filled out everything that's necessary in order for him to pursue um you know, the running for the office of the president of the United States and, you know, with the election commission. And I'm just thinking to myself, um, I mean, people are already kind of comparing what our, our political uh, climate is right now with, like, um, the movie Idiocracy. Just because, oh, my God, President Trump and, like, all this stuff. But what's funny is, like, this is just, I think, more comparable to Idiocracy. Just if you've seen that movie, is it... You know, like, the world becomes so stupid uh, and ridiculous that, you know, eventually they elect, like, a championship pro wrestler to become the president. And, like, the cabinet's, like, full of morons and, like, people that don't know what the hell they're doing. And like hilarious. Yeah. And it, it, it's, you know, it people are already joking now about, you know, because of how things are that, like, idiocracy is essentially, like, some sort of fucking prophecy as opposed to just, like, a comedic satire movie on politics. Um, you know, and this, like, makes it even more so because you have, you know, The Rock fucking, you know, potentially running for president in 2020, which, I mean, as a person, I mean, probably a cool fucking dude and, you know, arguably a lot of people like him. He makes decent movies and he's a good actor and Obviously is, you know, super strong and does a heck of a lot of stuff right, but, I mean, that success, like, I don't know that it actually equals, like, him being able to, I don't know, be a president. I mean, the thing is, is, I mean, people are obviously going to counter that with, like, oh, well, you know, Trump's not fit either and all this other stuff, and, like, start getting, like, super serious about, like, how Trump's unfit for office, but, you know, at a minimum, like, he, you know, runs, like, a shit ton of businesses under one umbrella and you know essentially even though um he did start off with what is a large chunk of money to any human being with the you know quote-unquote small loan that he got from his father he was able to turn that into like you know a huge fucking billion dollar business and you know pay his dad back which i mean if somebody got the same amount uh same amount of money that he got how many people can turn that into, like, you know, a billion-dollar conglomerate, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, with that said, I mean, there's got to be some sort of political savvy there, even if you don't like the fucking man. So, you know, I think that kind of translates into more, you know? I mean, okay, you know how to run business. 
you know, running, you know, government is pretty much like that. So, I don't know. I, the thing is, is dude's super popular, and at the end of the day, people go with name recognition. I could totally see, like, a shit ton of people voting for him. And, like, it being, like, a fucking, like, landslide. Just because, like, people nowadays don't, like, fucking, like, study... Oh well, you know this guy's you know this guy's got better standings on, you know, this or that. Like people are just like, oh yeah, The Rock, yeah, he seems like a decent dude. Boop, check. Maybe. Yeah, she's she's like, oh yeah, maybe and like whatever, like totally writing it off. But in Amanda's mind, she's already decided that she wants to vote for The Rock. No. I can I can tell. You just have that face. You look like you're gonna vote for him. No. <laughs> All this talking is making me thirsty. What's funny is I still have one of these left. Amanda um, purchased this uh, beer for me a while back when, because uh, I try to drink a different beer on like different episodes of this uh, Airsoft podcast that I do. And um, so I, I make a point to try to try all these different things. And so this one beer that she bought for me is Star Trek Klingon Imperial Porter. And uh, it's got a sweet little bird of prey on the fucking beer. That's like super cool. Um, so uh, we're gonna check this shit out. Uh, I've already had it, but it's been a while. Oh, it didn't work. You've had it on this one too. FYI. I did. Yeah. When? What episode was that? I forgot. Well, we were in the other room. Oh, shit, that's right. Oh, well, it was decent enough. Here we go. Mmm, 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 mmm. <sighs> all right, so where, where the fuck were we? Got all kinds of dings going off. That's what happens when you, like, don't turn off your phone or put it on mute, and then you forget to turn down the volume on your fucking laptop while you're actually recording your podcast. Yeah, I guess don't forget that, like, if you record podcasts, because it's super annoying. Special. Uh, but I digress. Yeah, so I know on my other podcast, the the the, the host of the show, because I'm just a co-host on the other show, is uh, you know, he he always forgets to turn down the volume on his fucking laptop, or he forgets to like turn down the volume on his phone, and like they always go off, but they're always like way the fuck louder than like I had my shit, and I'm always like, God damn it, Jerry, like turn your stuff down, what the fuck, you know? And sometimes he forgets, and sometimes. He doesn't. So, uh, anyways, moving on to this next topic. Oh, ramble, <laughs> ramble, ramble, ramble. This next topic, uh, this is from Ranker.com, and this had to do with a top ten, um, the most annoying TV and film characters ever. I thought this was, like, super funny. Um, and so it actually goes <laughs> a lot deeper than the top ten. Like, it goes, I would say... Oh, God damn, like, there's, like, a huge list. I remember just checking out the top ten, but, like, I mean, this thing goes on for fucking ever. Like, there's, like, a top 100 or some crap. Obviously, we're not going to do, like, all 100. Can you still vote for him? Yeah, I mean, it looks like they still have some sort of ongoing vote on, like, you know, who's the worst or the best. Um, I mean, Dawson should be way up higher. <laughs> I would say we can do maybe, like, the top 25. Um... So, narrowly missing the top 25 mark is Derek Zoolander's character at number 26. Um, 
Number 25 is Carrie Bradshaw, which I think she should be, like, super higher because I, I hated her character in Sex and the City. But Amanda fucking loves it. that show. Huh? I didn't mind it. Okay, I was going to say, like, you fucking love that show, so I don't know how defensive you were going to get it with that one. Um, let's see. Number 24 is Prince Hans from Frozen. I mean, I guess maybe because he was a backstabbing little bitch, right? Or was that just the... That wasn't the other... That, wasn't, that was the other Prince, huh? Prince Hans, was he the one that actually was, like, the good prince? I haven't seen Frozen in a while. I don't remember. Yeah, I try not to watch that fucking show, just, well, that movie, just because it, it, when we first saw it, like, our kid kept watching it, and was like, fuck. And it was just, like, singing those same songs, so I tried to, like, block it from memory. Anyways, annoying enough that, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it can be on the 24, that's cool. So, uh, let's see, number 23 is, a uh, fucking Buzz McAllister from the Home Alone series. <laughs> <laughs> That guy's funny. That's wrong. I thought I thought he was a pretty funny character too, but I mean, I guess if we were to go back and watch it, like he has, he's like her. You know, he's got that fucking like weird dirt face and the buzz cut, and he was he was a fucking douchebag. Buzz, you're gross. Woof. From what's so funny? Uh, let's see. Number twenty-two is Fran Fine from she the Nanny. Be higher. Yeah, she definitely would be higher. The fucking voice was like super annoying. Like it's funny because like if you actually like hear her in interviews, you know that is how she talks. But then like off camera, like she doesn't have that like super shrill, retarded fucking voice. I mean, she answered up for the show. Like way up. Um, this one needs to be like way like top ten fucking higher. Number she twenty. Number twenty one is Skylar White from Breaking Bad. I hated her fucking character. Like I felt like she was always doing something to, like fuck up everything in the show. She and, like, totally didn't appreciate Walt's dedication to his <laughs> his craft and trying to provide for her and, and their kids when he died. Yeah, it's like okay, the dude has Such fucking cancer. Like he's trying to make all this money. And then she's like, oh, my God, I totally can't do this. I'd rather be poor and just have you. But at the same time, like, she's a money-grubbing hoe trying to get him to, like, go back to, like, the job that he hates with the people that he hates because they took his fucking business. I don't know. Just, like, there's so much wrong with her. Yeah. Like, she should definitely be higher, but she only makes number 21. So uh, breaking into the top 20, we got Nellie Olsen from The Little House on the Prairie. Jeez. Now, I haven't seen that shit in a long-ass time. Um, I'm just going to assume that that is correct. <laughs> And then she's in the appropriate place. Um, Let's see. Moving on to 19. We've got Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. Basically the lady that wore the pink outfit. Yeah, she's annoying. added all the rules. I I did hate her character. Like, her character... I mean, I feel like 19 is maybe appropriate. Even though I did really hate her character and feel like maybe it should be higher. Like, I guess we can see who else is in the top 10, but... I, I did hate her character, like, immensely. Not quite as much as Skylar's. I feel Skylar should be higher than her, but... Um, number 18. Now, again, we're talking about TV and movies and shit. Um, Dora the Explorer. I don't know. Like, super annoying as a cartoon, but I don't know if it belongs on this list. I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the that's map. That's not even fucking Dora, though. Like, that's the fucking map. But it's part of Dora. I don't know. She was she was annoying. The other characters are cute. I like the map. I like Spiper. I like that stupid monkey. But not her. She talked too much. Is it because you're racist? You didn't like a brown person of color in the main position? Or what? Right. Did it have to be like Amber the Explorer? Would you have been okay with it? What? No. <laughs> Just fucking with you. Okay. 
So, um, I'm, I'm Hispanic, so it's <laughs> definitely not racist. Um, so then, uh, number 17, we got Miley Stewart from Hannah Montana and various other shit. I, I don't know, I suppose, whatever. Um, that's a standard Disney character that she played. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't really see that. I didn't watch the show, so, like, I have no fucking clue. Um, number 16, Rico Suave <laughs> from Hannah Montana. Uh, the picture they have for me looks like a fucking moron. He but... was annoying in the show. Okay. He was the typical little... He wasn't her brother, but he was the little brother type. Little oh, annoying. it was just like always like the shadow and shit. And like I want to say his dad ran a store, and then Miley's brother was working in it or always went there. Uh-huh. I don't know, but yeah, he was annoying. Rico Suave. <laughs> like, that's like the, the fucking... Suave. Oh, <laughs> you know, that fucking old ass song. <laughs> Alright, so now we're in the top 15. We got fucking Kimmy Gibbler. She's not that from bad. From Full House. Like, she was kind of annoying. But like, I feel like Urkel was more annoying than her. Like, yeah, the only person that she was really annoying with was, like, Jesse. <laughs> Uncle Jesse. Or maybe even, like, she was kind of annoying to Danny. But, whatever. So then number 14, um, Honey Boo Boo. Apparently she was in Scary Movie 5. Who would have thought? But it's on here. Uh... That's funny. She's annoying. Yeah, I mean, I think her mom should be up there instead of her, but whatever. Maybe she is. Um, we move on to number 13. We've got Steve Urkel. So, okay, Urkel's on here. Definitely yeah. more annoying than fucking uh, Kimmy Gibbler. So, um, let's see, number 12, Anakin Skywalker. I mean, everybody panned his performance as fucking Anakin, just like his robotic acting, and like he was always so angsty and shit. I mean, arguably, like, he ruined the Star Wars franchise and somebody else could have played him better. But, whatevs. Uh, so, if they're going to put him on there, then freaking what's-his-face for um, freaking Kylo Ren needs to be up on there, too. <laughs> Adam Driver? <laughs> I guess people like Adam Driver's character enough that he didn't make the fucking list. Or, I don't know, we didn't go down far enough. We started at top 25. Let's see if we see Adam Driver on this fucking list real quick. Let's see him scanning down, scanning down. Uh, doesn't look like he is anywhere close on this, this fucking list. list. Wrong yeah. Kylo Ren was a little whiny B. Oh, I want to be like Grandpa. I can't be like Dad. <laughs> yeah, she fucking hated Kylo Ren. So, in case you can't tell. But he is not on this list, as far as I can tell. Um, so going on to number 11, we have Edward Cullen from the Twilight Saga. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was definitely, like, definitely more angsty than Anakin to a point that was annoying. What's funny is we actually, like, had started to rewatch some of the Twilight movies. I do like the movies. And I was kind of like, Jesus Christ, like, he's way more angsty. Now it's like, it's, you know, now that I've, you know, it's... The, the older of... I get, I'm like, God, he's annoying. I know, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, did he, like, it, is it just me, or does he seem, like, way worse? It's the same fucking movie, yeah. He seems like he constantly wants to take his shit. Um, Number 10, Jacob Black. Like, I don't really feel like he was annoying. Like, I don't really feel... I thought he was a decent character. I don't know how the fuck he beat Edward for, like, more annoying. Like... He's way better. Yeah, if anything, he should be, like, way farther down on the list, but that's just me. And Bella still should have chosen him. Yeah, I know, right? Not over that. Such BS. Anyways, uh, I could rant on that all day. I know I could probably be there with you. So, uh, see number nine, Janice Hosenstein from Friends. Um, I hated that show, so I never watched it enough. I knew what would fucking obscure character this lady played, and I take their word for it and assume she's super annoying. 
Because she dated one of the guys. Oh, uh, maybe I don't know. The one that Matthew Perry played. Mm. What's his name? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't watch it enough, but I'm pretty sure that's who it is. I hated Friends, and I knew a couple of people that like watched that show religiously, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, you're just an idiot. Um, let's see, number eight, cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch. This like kid looks like a like scary albino kid that would have been like the cast member from the fucking Children of the Corn, but with like big old fucking like you know like seventies style glasses that like cover your whole fucking face. Well, what a seventies show. I know it's just like those glasses, Jesus. Um, let's see, number seven, Caillou from. The that needs to be number one. That, oh. that, little, that little fucking character is like super retarded. That's a cartoon we didn't have to kids watch. Yeah. I couldn't stand it. Yeah, it was it was really annoying. Especially the songs, like they stick in your head. I don't even want to try to think about it anymore because then I'm going to start singing that song in my head. I already did. Thank you a lot. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> See, number six is Screech from Saved by the Bell. Yeah, yeah he's gross. Annoying. Number five is Scrappy Doo, like. It's just it's so obscure, like, I don't even understand. I mean, I guess the character was kind of annoying, but I don't know if it was that annoying. Number four is Barney, like, definitely, like, significantly more annoying than Scrappy-Doo. Like, I don't know how he's close <laughs> to Barney. Uh, number three is uh, Joffrey Baratheon from Game of Thrones. I yeah. did really hate his character. I was so glad when he... Well, if, you haven't been, if you haven't seen that fucking far ahead, then you're not a fucking Game of Thrones fan, therefore I don't feel bad for spoiling. He When he fucking died, when he died, I was like, Yes! So, I mean, I'm sure everybody else was, because he was just, like, a miserable Horrible fucking character. Um, number two, a lot of people won't be surprised with this one, but Jar Jar Binks is number two from the prequel Star Wars movies. And you're just like, holy shit, like, who could possibly be worse than Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> you're probably racking your brain right now, and you're like, you're who the fuck? Like, yeah, who, who, who's worse than Jar Jar Binks? Show me what you got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, the number one person, um, according to all voters on this list, uh, the number one person is Bella Swan. Yeah, she's annoying. Which, I mean, she only had, like, one face in that whole movie, right? So it's She like, only has one face in every movie. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, I, I really I really enjoyed this list. I felt like there were some obscurities. And she's chosen Jacob. Yeah, you're, you're still not over that? God damn it. <laughs> we already went, we're, we're already past that. We're five minutes past that shit. I'm not over it because the end of those books was very poorly written. Well, they were obviously trying to fan service that shit. Well, yeah, that's what makes me not like it. <laughs> I mean, I do like the movies, though, and the books, but I don't. I have a love-hate relationship with them. <laughs> um, I guess, uh, so moving on from that list, uh, we uh, move on to an um, article from uh, uprox.com in their gaming section. And uh, it has to do with GameStop reportedly ending their circle of life policy that, um, you know, basically punished stores for selling new games. Um, we talked about this before and, like, what a bullshit policy it was when they're, like, constantly trying to push, like, the used version of a game that's only, like, $5 less than a brand new copy and, like, you know, you know, fucking... Uh, you know, employees are, you know, basically being pushed to, to do this and, like, you know, they have to meet, like, certain quotas and it, it was just, like, it seemed like, you know, what should be a fun store to work at, you know, if you like games, almost seemed like it was extremely stressful because they're kind of pushing that shit on you and at the same time, you know, it's not good for the customers because the customers are super annoyed, like, why would I want to pay $5 less for, like, a fucking used game? 
when I could just buy a brand new one for like five dollars more. Well, like nobody wants to shop there because they're so expensive. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, you're not saving any money, and especially like trade-ins is a joke. You buy a game, let's say you beat it in a week, and you go return the fucking thing, it's still like brand fucking new, and you know nothing's wrong with it, and they're you know they're gonna give you like twenty five dollars. Yeah. I mean that's probably like on the super high end, you know, but. Like, if you were trading it in, if they, were, if they were giving you cash, they'd probably give you even less than that. It's ridiculous. Um, you know, with them ending that circle of life policy, I mean, obviously, it's going to make, I think, customers generally more happy because you're not getting that constant fucking, probably less likely to get that push of, oh, hey, you want this? You want this fucking, oh, yeah, you know, it'd be just as good to get the used thing because well, you can get the warranty. Well, they're saying they stopped doing it. Is it actual people that work there? Is the company say, oh, yeah, we're not doing that anymore? I believe it was the company basically saying that. So, I like to hear what their workers have to say. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, they might have officially ended it, but you know, not you know, but probably still said, hey, you know, still try to, still try to keep doing that. I mean, because at the end of the day, I mean, the way the policy worked is that, you know, they basically made more money from like buying and reselling the used games in the markup. I mean, when you're selling a brand new game, I mean, like even when I worked at Best Buy. When you're selling a brand new game or you're selling like a brand new like PlayStation system or even a computer, the markup is like non-existent. They make all their money off of all the accessories that you buy, the wires that you buy with the printer, you know, the saw, you know, maybe you know, maybe other items that you're buying that are like you know considered accessories, and then like the warranties that they push, they're making all the money off of that. So, um, you know, when they sell a new copy, they're not making much money, and so they would only make more money is if they're buying that used copy and then selling it at the near new price because they're making double so i mean i don't know whether you know they're stopping the circle of life policy is really going to change much per se just because it still makes more business sense to keep doing the policy even if people don't like it so um let's see here Okay, so um, on to this next topic. This is from OuterPlaces.com, and uh, this has to do with uh, Neil Blomkamp um, explaining his requirement for wanting to make a sequel to District 9. Um, now, he's, makes, he's made several good movies. He's made Elysium, obviously this District 9 movie, um, Chappie. Um, they're, mm. they're all fantastic movies, and District 9... I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, see District 9, and they're just like, Jesus, we're going to have to make District 10. You know, we really want a continuation to this movie, I, myself included. I mean, District 9 was fantastic. Um, but the thing is, is that, uh, you know, basically in an interview, yeah, he had said that uh, there's not a very good likelihood of him making the District 10 movie. And so there's a quote in this article um, that I'm going to read verbatim. He's, um, you know, this is the quote from Blomkamp, basically says, okay, so with District 10, the basic answer is yes, I want to go back to that world and tell the rest of the story with Wykus and Christopher. The issue right now is that I have many other projects and ideas that I also want to work on and complete. And most importantly, the exact right reason to make District 10 needs to be very clear. And the first film was based so explicitly on real themes and topics from South Africa that affected me greatly growing up there. That we need to make sure that the next film does not forget that. And so, you know, essentially, you know, I mean, basically summarizing what he's saying is that, yes, he kind of does want to make the movie, but he's too busy to do it. So it's basically backburnered and he's got more important shit to do at the moment. Um, 
you know, and so basically the article goes on to, you know, kind of praise him in a way, even though there's a little bit of disappointment, is that, like, yes, people want the District 10 movie. He's aware that people want the District 10 movie, you know, but at the end of the day, he wants to do it for the right reason, and he wants to kind of grow as a director and tell all of these other stories, um, you know, that don't necessarily, you know, continue the the story of District 9. And, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, you can't really fault him for that. I mean, because how many times people complain about, gosh, how many sequels are we going to get? Like, gosh, like how many, you know, remakes are we going to get of that or prequels or, you know, any number of things that aren't original ideas. He's over here trying to make original stories and tell all these different stories and isn't necessarily in a hurry to hurry up and do a continuation of a movie that is, super successful yeah. um you know so you got to give him you know credit where credit's due in that regard you know at the end of the day it's not like you can at some point just okay well you know i'm just gonna you know these other things that i did weren't super successful so you know now i'm gonna go back and you know tell this story um i, I mean really i'm not saying take your time you know <laughs> but you know i mean obviously we do want the movie to be good and we want him to be in the right frame of mind for making a really good movie. So mm -hmm. I'd rather him take his time and then want to, you know, revisit it when he has that, like, passion or fire burning for the movie, you know, to tell that great story as opposed to, you know, just him kind of, yeah, just going into it half-hearted and, you know, kind of forgetting, like, the, I don't know, just kind of just not having that chemistry that he had from the first movie. Because I felt like the first movie was just, like, beautifully made. And okay. so... Yeah, I definitely wouldn't want him to, you know, basically go in there and rush it and then, you know, ruin what has the potential to be a fantastic movie. See you. Um, the next topic has to do with uh, Disney and uh, them announcing that they were going to um, be opening like an immersive Star Wars hotel where each guest gets their own storyline. Um, I found this story on TechCrunch.com and... Um, essentially, I mean, there's like some concept pictures that look like super cool, you know, essentially like the hotel is going to be super space themed where it looks like you're in some sort of, uh, like spaceship. And then, so through the windows, when well, you're not going to be looking out at like, you know, normal, you know, everyday stuff, it's going to look like you're looking out into space and, you know, how dis how you know Disney is with like employees don't really act like employees or considered cast members because they want you to have this like you know make-believe experience so essentially these all of these employees are going to be playing like a certain part and so like when you come and stay at their hotel like you're basically going to be you know some character that has something to do with like an overall storyline of the spaceship so that you kind of have like this immersive like rp experience while you're there um it seems really cool um you know, the idea seems fantastic. You know, they can have, like, a cantina and all that kind of shit in there, too. I mean, I'd be super excited, and I think anybody that loves Star Wars would definitely be clamoring to get the opportunity to stay at this hotel, even if it was expensive, just to, yeah, you know... it's going to be expensive. Oh, I know. I, can, I mean, I can only imagine how expensive it would be. I mean, think about how much... Think about how expensive it is just to stay at, like, a Disney-themed hotel that's affiliated with Disney, just for, like, a regular hotel, so then you're talking about talking, you know, you're talking about like a specialized Star Wars themed hotel. I mean, there's definitely a premium to that. 
Um, but this was announced in Los Angeles at the D23 Expo. Um, so, I mean, it doesn't know, there's no details on how soon it's going to be. And then there's not, I mean, there's not a shit ton of, uh, like, details in general. Uh, basically, some of the bullet points are is that all of the employees or cast members will be in costume and in character. Each guest gets a storyline, which Disney specifically says will touch every single minute of your day. And it's meant to be a, it's meant to be placed in a spaceship where again windows won't show space, which is what I've already mentioned. Um, the only like downer that would be hard to, to keep up with though all the people that are staying there and they have their own storyline. Yeah, I mean it seems pretty ambitious. I mean it may not be as hard as you think. I mean maybe they put like some sort of wristband on you, where you know you're kind of programmed into a computer, so when you go to certain areas. You know, like, certain stuff is activated, like, on an RFID type thing. Yeah. I mean, I would think that's how it would go. I mean, there could be some other, uh, you know, method that I'm not thinking of. That seems to make the most sense to me, though. Um, but, you know, like, for us, it kind of sucks because, you know, if Californians aren't, it doesn't it doesn't sound like it's going to be here anytime soon because this was mentioned to be coming to Florida's Walt Disney World. So, you know, it Sounds seems... like a reason to go to Florida. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if that's something we want to do. I mean, there's there's all kinds of cool shit in Florida. Doesn't Florida have the the um, Harry Potter thing, or is that here local in LA too? Both of them do. Okay, yeah. See, I mean, we, we haven't been to Disneyland in a while, so. But the Harry Potter, it was at that Universal first before they built the one in California. Right, and that's probably what they're gonna do here. They're gonna put it in Florida, and then probably eventually have it in LA or Anaheim because they're always expanding in Anaheim yeah. too. So. I mean, I know they were transitioning part of like the huge parking lot that they have there near West Catella that they were, gonna, they were yeah, building on. Yeah, take away all your parking. That's <laughs> super smart. Which all they're probably going to do is just, you know, build parking garages in, the, in spaces that are flat parking. You know? Probably I'm just, not. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just saying. You, know, you could <laughs> you know, still get just as much parking out of a smaller space if they just did parking garages. It seems, it seems like they would have done parking garages like 20 years ago. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm just guessing. I mean the same way I'm guessing with the RFID fucking things. But I, I don't know. I think I mean I definitely want to go. Um I mean, I'm kinda cheap, so like I don't know if that would still get me to go to Orlando because <laughs> it's going to be expensive. Um but yeah. Shit, I mean in like comments on there like people were like, Can I pre book the rooms even before the hotel's built? <laughs> Shit's gonna fucking have a long waiting list if that's the case um so on to the next story that's uh semi-related to disney because that's do with marvel um at the d23 expo there was an uh, interview with uh mark Ruffalo and don Cheadle um about the avengers and infinity war um this story is through comicbook.com and uh <laughs> essentially during the interview um Mark Ruffalo let it slip that, like, he implies that in the movie that pretty much, like, all the Avengers are going to get their ass kicked and, like, potentially there's going to be a lot of them that die. And, like, you could tell, like, Don Tito's like, oh, shit, like, dude, what the fuck did you just do? And then Mark Ruffalo's like, oh, man, oh, shit, I didn't realize I let that slip. And, you know, Don Tito's just like, oh, we need to edit that out, right? You know, we can just edit that out and then you know mark follows like oh god damn am i in trouble and he's just like, oh you know don she's just like oh just don't worry about it let's just move on and see keep going 
you know, don't dwell on it. And it's just like it, you know, it's, it's, I mean, they're both good actors, so it's hard to tell as to whether or not they truly let it slip or whether they're just like messing. super pain though after he said it, like, yeah. drains. I don't know if that was completely acting, but it's not a surprise if everybody dies anyway. It's just, it's everyone's the infinity contract. wars. Yeah. yeah. Contracts are up and people are, you know, possibly, you know, all of these things in the Marvel universe are already getting set up for like, you know, people to kind of take the helm of these other characters, and so younger people. Yeah, so I mean, it's definitely possible. I mean, I think people expect that to happen, anyways. You know, regardless of whether or not he said anything, but you know, it definitely does. You know, can you know say a lot? I mean, because they, they like like Amanda said, he definitely like seemed like genuinely like, oh fuck, I messed up. You know, shit, am I in trouble? And Don Cheadle, you can tell, is just kind of like, dude, just fucking move on. Like, dude, like just quit talking about it. Um, you know, so who knows, uh, whether it's true or whether they just kind of are like, you know, doing a really good job of making it seem like they let something slip so that they can like mess with everybody and kind of build more buzz for the movie. But it's like, why would you even need it? I don't really need it at this point. Yeah. I don't really need that much buzz. I mean, it's, it's fucking infinity war. Like everybody's been waiting for this for a long time and it's just kind of the correlation of like all these fucking movies. So you know, like, why you'd need to do that, I have no idea, but, um, if, uh, you do want to see what we're talking about, um, trying to think of how you'd go about searching for this, we'll probably just share this video, um, on our Facebook page at, uh, facebook.com slash that conversationalist, um, and you can, you can check it out for yourself, because, um, it's, it's pretty good, it's only about a minute long, uh, let's see here, and then, I mean, during, uh, so we went to San Diego Comic Con and like there's a bunch of like trailers that have come out for like um, the Defenders, um, the Infinity War. Um, there's even a, uh, a trailer for Ready Player One, which looks like super cool. Um, I, Amanda said she's read the book but doesn't really remember too much about it because she read it so long ago. I mean, because like she's like super hipster. She's like, I read Ready Player One when it was cool before it was cool. That's right. Yeah, you know, so. Before it made it into everyone's loot crates. Yeah, exactly. So I haven't read it and I haven't seen, I haven't read the book and I don't know much about the storyline other than like kind of what I got from the article and what Amanda said about it. Um, it, uh, apparently the casting is not going to be very similar to like what what the book is. I guess the book is like some fat, acne ridden kid who you know is like apparently super good in this game and all this shit. But you know in the movie obviously it's going to be some like teen hunk guy who's going to play. Yeah, the they're going to put some zitty fatty in that role. They could have put like that fucking bowl haircut kid from fucking Diary of Wimpy Kid or something, right? Yeah. I, mean, I, I wouldn't watch that. <laughs> But it would reflect the character no, better, right? No, it would ruin the movie. <laughs> I don't know. I think they should just like still make the character look like what the supposed what he's supposed to look like in I the book, right? I don't remember him being fat in the book though. Just kind of like a greasy nerd. Like I, I don't remember him being fat. So he was like an unattractive vegan. No. He's not a greasy nerd. Like I don't know. So Negan's a greasy nerd. I said an unattractive <laughs> Negan. Jesus Christ. Okay, anyways. What, are we in church? What? <laughs> you, would, you would say that in church? God dang, you'd burn touching really? the freaking holy water. I mean, saying Jesus Christ in church. If you were saying it in the manner I'm saying it. 
I mean, I guess if you're just like, oh yeah, praise Jesus, like you wouldn't get in trouble. But if I was like all angry, like I'm like Jesus Christ, so I'd be like, oh, he's using God's name in his stuff or whatever. I don't know. Anyways, we're moving on. Uh, we're gonna talk about. Uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> you know, we got the story from comicbook.com, um, and this has to do with The Walking Dead, possibly or it will be continuing without Rick Grimes. And, um, you know, what, what, what they're always saying in The Walking Dead is that no one's safe. And then, like, there's a possibility that anybody's going to die. I mean, obviously, if you were to take, like, the beginning cast of characters and you fast forward to, you know, this, this uh, you know, the end of this last season, you know, there's, like, what, four original characters left? I mean, there's... Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, four original characters left from, like, the ori- all the original characters. I mean, everybody's been killed off. So, I mean, there is some truth to the mantra... Uh, and, and basically, you know, what's been said at, uh, you know, San Diego Comic-Con, according to Kirkman, is that basically like, hey, look, I've already said that at some point Rick's not going to make it. You know, it's already common knowledge that Rick's not going to make it. Yeah, is he talking about in the comic book or in the show? Because I don't see them killing him off in the show. I don't know. I think he, I can totally see them doing it in the books, but I don't think they would do it in the show. You know, it, it's kind of hard to say, you know, I mean, they're they're always harping on, you know, the fact that, you know, nobody's safe. The thing is, is I think that they, you know, they could kill him off. I just don't know that it would be something where, like, oh, hey, we killed him off in season eight. Um, you know, but watch season nine. I mean, there's a good chance that, say, when they kill him off, that that's going to be when they're winding down the show. So, I mean, to me, I think that, like, let's say he makes it to season nine, right? So there's, like, a season nine. Maybe he dies, like, three episodes in. And then there's, like, maybe, like, six episodes left. And then, you know, the show ends. He doesn't make it. And then, you know, you know, whatever. And, like, you know, the story goes on, you know, but the but the, the show stops or something like that. I mean, yeah. I, I think something like that's more possible. Um, but, like, I, I do find it questionable, like you said, that um, Rick Grimes, you know, being lost as a character would be able to just continue to move forward season after season without him. I mean, that's like the equivalent of killing Daryl. You yeah. know? I mean, if you were to... I mean, so many people love Daryl's character, even though he's not, like, an original character in the book, or the comic books. And so... But people have a strong connection to him. And if you were to kill Daryl... I mean, there's so many people that would be like, fuck this show. There's and, already a lot of people that hit that mark. You know, and, and I think, you know, the thing is, though, is, I mean, those people aren't real Walking Dead fans, I don't think, just because the thing is, is this isn't just a zombie show. This is a story about, like, humanity and how people deal. And there's not always going to be blood and guts and gore and, like, constant fucking zombie killing and all this stuff like that. Plus, you got character building, and there's a ton of characters, and there's, you know, different storylines that are being told, just like if you're watching Game of Thrones, you know, you're constantly looking at other people's storylines and what they have going on, and then, you know, it all kind of comes back together, and that's exactly how Walking Dead is, and, like, you know, if you're like, oh, this is boring, like, there should be more fucking death and killing and all this stuff like that, and this, this is just bullshit, you know, I'm not gonna watch this, it's like, well, then don't fucking watch it, because that's not what this show's ever been, Yeah. you know, so, um, but, you know, I just think that, like, you know, if you were to lose a character like Daryl or Rick, just like, you know, what, what the fuck? Like, those are huge characters. I mean, at this point, you know, like a character, you know, another character like Carol, like, to me at this point, like, Carol's up there. 
you know, with, like, just, like, super important characters. Right. Um, you know, I mean, Carol's, about, you know, badass <laughs> of her own. You know, she's kind of turning into a female fucking Rick. And, uh, you know, but I think it's just a little more sane. Uh, at this Maybe. point, he's definitely more stable, I think. He's more calculated and I think a little smarter than him. Um, he, he, I think he reacts a lot with his gut and heart too much. And when he and gets, she got when a lot he wouldn't, beat out of her, so that's why she didn't think that way. Yeah, I mean, I just think she's just generally more cold and calculated. Um, you know, and just more collected. Whereas, like, he might have been like that. Like, where he almost was, it was to a fault because he thought about it too much. Like, now he's kind of gone the opposite direction, where, like, now he tends to, like, react with a lot of passion, and sometimes, like, you know, with less calculation, whereas, like, she's pulled him out of a lot of shit, where you could tell, like, she put a shit ton of thought into it, but it was also, like, equally capable, you know, but it, it has to do with, like, you know, her ability to, you know, kind of, like, blend in, because she's so unassuming, you know, in a world that she lives in. Yeah. Um you know, that she can kind of pull it off. Or Some like, people look at the flowers. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so I don't know. Like, the show moving on without Rick, I mean, I find it questionable. I, I think my scenario is more likely something that would happen in terms of, like, Rick getting killed off. Um, I mean, I guess it'd be pretty goddamn ambitious for them to kill him and then still try to go on with another season without him. Um, I mean, at that point, I, I mean, maybe they wouldn't plan on having it beyond, like, an extra season just because, you know... If you're going to wind out the season with him dying and then have another season, you know, and, and they do lose viewership at that point, like they're already winding it down anyway. So, yeah. you know, it wouldn't be like they would be taking like a huge, huge hit. But, I mean, that's just my speculation. I think that, you know, essentially by killing him or even somebody like Daryl, they'd essentially be like killing the lifeblood of the show. Right. <laughs> like taking it all out. So. I don't know how realistic that would be in terms of, like, still trying to have a successful franchise. Um, let's see here. And then, so, since we're on this topic, you know, having to do with The Walking Dead, um, you know, there was uh, some talk, you know, um, during San Diego Comic-Con, you know, this past weekend of uh, The Walking Dead's Jeffrey Dean Morgan possibly playing um, Batman in uh, the DC films, and uh, this, this story is from comicbook.com as well, and uh, basically where this all comes from is that um, the Flash movie, uh, the standalone Flash, there's going to be, it's, it's basically going to be um, based on the Flashpoint story, and the Flashpoint story, um, Barry Allen goes back into time to save his mother, um, but when he does that, it basically creates like an alternate timeline where there's like a whole other world and it's creates this like butterfly effect where, um, basically because he saves his mom, it just messes up this timeline. And so instead of like, um, you know, Bruce Wayne's mom and dad, you know, getting killed in this scenario that everybody's so familiar with that basically in that robbery scene, um, Bruce Wayne's the one that gets killed and it's the parents that survive and so in this in this flashpoint you know alternate universe um, you know his his mother ends up like losing her mind and ultimately ends up becoming the Joker and the father ends up becoming Batman who uses guns a lot and I guess is you know very I guess you know kills 
the bad guys with said guns. Um, you know, but that that dad character ends up becoming Batman. And so from previous movies, the parents were played by um, Lauren Cohen, who plays Maggie in The Walking Dead, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays Dean in The Walking Dead. And they were the mother and father. So being that they already cast as those characters in the previous movies, and with the announcement of this uh, Flashpoint um, Flash film, basically what everybody's saying is like, oh, holy shit, well, if Barry Allen goes back in time and creates this alternate timeline, you're going to have this Flashpoint storyline, then there's a very real chance that you're going to see Jeffrey D. Morgan as Batman because he's because he was the father in that previous film, and Lauren Cohen was the mother in that previous film, so then she didn't mean the Joker. And so it's like, holy crap, you know, they this that could be interesting. What do you think? It would be interesting. I mean, I, I saw. I don't know. I saw somebody do like concept art. You know, basically it's like taking like a photo of Lauren Cohen and like kind of putting like the Joker paint on her face, and then like somebody you know kind of superimposing the Batman outfit on Jeffrey D. Morgan, <laughs> and they look pretty cool. Like, not going to lie, like, the female Joker version with Lauren Cohen, like, she definitely looks like she can play the part. Yeah, but he's not super young, right? And isn't no. the whole thing about Ben Affleck and maybe them dumping him is because he's old? So well, that still wouldn't make any sense. But you're talking about an alternate timeline, but that doesn't matter. You're talking about two different worlds. Huh? I mean, and plus we're getting into that story next, I mean, but we can jump right into it. Um, you know, because basically during the same time, there's a lot of people that obviously just don't like Ben Affleck in general. And, um, you know, again, this is a story through comicbook.com, is that um, people don't like Ben Affleck and people are saying that there's a good likelihood with, you know, the change in the um, director for the standalone Batman um, and with them basically scrapping Ben Affleck's version of the script and going with something different is that um, there's a good chance that uh, Warner Brothers might try to gracefully usher Ben Affleck out of the DC Universe. Um, you he know when they, he wasn't going anywhere. That's what he said. You know, but you know, people, there's talk that you know with this planned trilogy for Batman, um, that uh, you know they might be saying bye to Ben Affleck, and so, uh, the, I mean. Basically, according to THR, which um, it uh, it says that there might be a change due to a con for continuity reasons um, for the change in the Batman actors, which probably means that Affleck's Bruce Wayne would either have to retire or be killed off. Um, THR cites Ben Affleck's age as a major reason for the potential change. Affleck is currently 45 years old, and he is quickly... Um, approaching 50 by the time Batman comes out in 2019 or later. Um, now, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it's basically saying that he's significantly older than all of his Justice League co-stars, uh, you know, like Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot, who are both younger than 35. Ezra Miller is only 24. And Jason Momoa, I think, is like only like in his 30s. So, um, you know, he's significantly older than the rest of them. But the thing is, though, is I mean, even though he is older than the rest of them, yeah, he looks not young. Supposed to be super young. I mean, if if they did that, it's, they should have thought about that before they cast him in the first place. The thing is, is like he, I mean, technically is that old, but like when you look at him with all the other characters, he doesn't look that old. Because Gal Gadot is pretty, but she looks old. I mean, she looks like an older lady, not 
she's not super young like freaking the dude that's gonna play the flash so I yeah mean, yeah I, I mean i i agree i i don't think that there's reason to recast him so soon I mean, now with the talk of this Flashpoint storyline, you know, who knows whether or not this maybe has something to do with it. You know, with the Flashpoint storyline and, you know, Barry Allen's time, uh, you know, potential time rift. You know, so maybe, you know, you have Ben Affleck playing this Batman and then, um, you know, but then you have the Flash movie come out with the alternate timeline and then instead they run with the alternate timeline in the alternate Batman, played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and the alternate Joker, played by Lauren Cohen, and they do that storyline because Barry Allen fucks with time, you know. So there's a possibility that that could happen. Like I said, that guy's just as old, or seems to be almost as old as right. Ben Affleck. So it doesn't make sense. I know. And then they can really bring in the rest of the Justice League because that would completely defeat their point if his age is the reason. And they brought them in as this alternate timeline. They're still dealing with an older Batman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense. Plus, if they went that storyline route, then you're like, okay, well, where's the Justice League sit there? Exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, it would have to be something temporary, you know, that whole storyline arc. Um, you know, ultimately, I would say probably have to go back to the original universe. Um, and I don't know why people hate on Ben Affleck so much. I mean, he's made a, plenty of good movies recently both as an actor and a director so i mean obviously there was a lot of movies that he did earlier in his career that weren't very good um you know but i mean he's grown a lot as an actor and as a director and i think and he's definitely doing a better job these days and i just felt like he actually did a really good job in the in, in the movies that he was in in dc up to this point i mean even if the script wasn't necessarily great that he was in i think the character that he played was good yeah. And that's what people are think are failing to see, or you know, just people just remain reasonable. You know, you get passionate and you start kind of, you know, your lips start moving before you're thinking about what you're saying. I guess I don't know. I think he is a pretty good Batman. Um, you know, the other the other uh, you know possibility is obviously that like he's just pa he's just gonna pass the mantle on at some point. You know, moving forward with with the storyline where you know he might end up picking a successor. You know, like Nightwing or Azrael. So. I mean, I think Nightwing is maybe the more likely scenario, I would hope. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess my my guess would be, like, who's going to play Nightwing? When are they going to bring back Robin? Because they introduced him in that last movie that Christian Bell did. And then it's just, like, and then nothing. Womp. Yeah, I mean, at a minimum, yeah, I don't know. I, I was hoping they were going to do something with that too, and then they send it. You know, that was of course. Super exciting, and then it's like, oh, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, everybody's like, oh shit, it's gonna happen. It's like, whoa, whoa, nothing. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I really hope they don't kind of turn, you know, Batman, you know, in this in this DC universe into like the same shit that Batman was in like the earlier Batman movies, where it becomes like a 007 type role, where like every two movies, like there's a new fucking Batman. Yeah. I, I can't stand that shit. Um, it's it's about as annoying as like when Fresh Prince like came back that one season and like fucking, um, was it uh, Aunt uh, his aunt what was that thing? Vivian. Yeah, Aunt Vivian was like different. Like, like <laughs> I mean, they kind of addressed it like in the first episode, like, oh, you look different, but you know, it's like they just like recast her in like the middle, 
You know, after like several they seasons. They had to, though. I know they had to, but God damn, I thought it was lame. So. They recast the mom and family matters, too, to a lighter skin win. Yeah, that's sad. So anyways, that being said, the uh, Justice League is going to be coming out November 17, 2017. And uh, I think the, okay, so the standalone Batman is supposed to be coming out sometime in 2019. So, I mean, there's plenty that can happen between now and then as to whether or not they're going to decide whether to keep Ben Affleck or not. Um, and to uh, round out the end of this show with our last topic, um, this one is actually from ESPN. Uh, this one has to do with uh, Blizzard and the Overwatch League announcing the standard player contract terms. And we talked about this previously. This is super cool, and this is like uh, probably one of our most recent stories. Um, I think this actually came out today at about 3 o'clock um, Pacific time. And this is basically saying that the league and its team owners have agreed to a minimum salary of $50,000 per year for players. Overwatch League contracts will last for one guaranteed year and have a second-year option. Players will also be entitled to employer-sponsored housing, health insurance, and retirement savings plans, which is huge. I mean, there's no league like that that, yeah. you know, treats, you know, professional, um, you know, professional-level gamers like, you know, actual professional athletes, you know, up to this point. So this is definitely a game-changer. Um, let's see here says existing contracts in the Overwatch scene will not be valid for the league, meaning teams that participate in the Overwatch League will have to sign their players to new contracts. Um, these players will also have to sign a contract with Blizzard. It says the teams will have designated players, uh, a designated player signing window of August 1st through October 30th to sign talent. Um, Blizzard said that it considers all 30 million plus Overwatch players as free agents who can be signed by any team, assuming they do not have binding contracts elsewhere. Um, that's pretty goddamn awesome. You know, basically saying that if you're good enough and you get noticed, you can potentially get signed by a professional team. I mean, obviously yeah. you're going to have to be a top-ranking player, I think, to even you know hit somebody's radar. But uh, you know, obviously the possibilities there where you know it wouldn't have been there before playing any other game. Um, players will also be entitled to 50% of the performance bonuses earned by teams. Uh, there will be three and a half million in bonuses available in season one with the winner of the season earning a minimum of $1 million. Uh, Blizzard did not specify, um, the other methods for obtaining performance bonuses. Um, they haven't, uh, officially announced the Overwatch League start date. But uh, they had announced um, at the last BlizzCon um, that they wanted to launch in the fiscal third quarter of 2017. But, you know, basically according to the ESPN sources that uh, it was going to be more realistic for them to do the league launch uh, around winter, which is in the fourth quarter. Um, let's see. It says right now the Over, uh, Overwatch League currently consists of seven teams who collectively agreed for a $20 million buy-in price and sources close to those parties, and Blizzard told ESPN, um, let's see, these teams include ownership from the New England Patriots, the New York Mets, and the Sacramento Kings, and the Miami Heat. Huh. Well, so, I mean, there's some big money um, getting put into this league 
in terms of investment. Um, I mean, really, I think it's just an insane opportunity for, you know, people that really want to, you know, have a, an actual career, you know, in gaming, because it kind of seems like, you know, you can be a good player and then like be on a team, but then be off the team, like just as fast, you know, if like somehow you're slipping or something like that. Whereas like now, you know, you actually have a contract and benefits and housing and, you know, a certain amount of money that you can expect regardless of whether or not you win or lose, you know, but obviously if you win, you're going to get more money because like whatever the prize bonus is, you know, your team is getting half of that money too, you know, so, you know, yeah, I mean, if you're a big, if you're a big player, if you're a good player and you're winning all these things, you're taking in your base pay, you know, plus your bonus pay, that's, that's huge. I mean, Fucking how many fucking sports teams, you know, even have, um, you know, some sort of retirement benefit or full benefits for that matter. I mean, I'm sure people get housed, you know, because of traveling, you know, the big teams. But all that other stuff, I mean, all that other stuff is just, you know, something that's just not in the norm. So, I mean, them announcing this and them actually coming through with this and then like bringing in all all this big money. I mean, that's pretty exciting. I mean, my son is always like, oh, yeah, Dad, you know, I want to play this game. You know, want to play Overwatch. Um, I think, you know, the th- thing that's funny is, like, a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, you know, I want to be professional. I want to be professional. I love I, I love to play games all day, right? But, like, they don't realize, like, how much you actually have to play to be on that level, you know, to be, like, a top 500 team. Yeah. You know, or, or a top, top 500 player in Overwatch. And so it's like, you know... My son's like, oh yeah, 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 I want to be professional. I want to make, you know, I want to make money playing games. We bought a fucking game for him, and we were like encouraging him to play like all the time. I mean, what parent would tell your kid to fucking play video games all the time? We'd tell him, hey, look, if that's what you want to do, you know, you're gonna have to practice and play and play and you know, play competitive and stuff. And uh, you know, he almost lost interest in it a little bit just because, um, you know, he got tired of, you know, how often he was playing. Yeah. It actually maybe started to feel like work a little bit, which, I mean, I'm not saying it's not fun, but it's definitely not as fun, uh, you know, when you're taking it to that level. But at that point, I mean, shit, it's business, you know, if you want to make money. But, uh, again, that's uh, pretty much running out, uh, you know, this uh, this episode of our podcast. We're, you know, playing catch-up. We had uh, so much going on. Um, you know, we were... Uh, we recently attended a San Diego Comic-Con. Um, we attended uh, Thursday just because that was the only day we were able to secure tickets for. And so um, we did some stuff, you know, at the convention on Thursday. And then we attended um, Friday without passes, basically doing all of the stuff on the outside of Comic-Con that a lot of people, um, you know, tend to do that don't have passes. And so uh, the next episode or so... Um, you know, probably we'll manage to fit everything in one episode. It's just going to be um, our San Diego Comic-Con coverage um, for Thursday, Friday, um, which will be, I believe, episode 57, because this is 56. Um, and then in the uh, upcoming podcast, we'll also be doing a, probably episode 57, which is going to be a movie review of the movie Valerian which we actually went and saw yesterday. Um, But uh, we hope you liked uh, this episode, episode 56 of uh, 
our podcast. I'm Jesse with Amanda, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess we're mostly caught up now. It's the weeks. Um, so expect the next two podcasts coming up, San Diego Comic-Con coverage and the Valerian movie review. So thanks for listening, and goodbye. <laughs>